to the Prophecy Club. Before I get into today's broadcast, a couple of things I want to say is one is we're very excited about this new app that we have. You could download it at the app stores, whether you have iPhone or Android. It is free and it is awesome. You can listen to radio programs much more conveniently, as well as videos, all kinds of things. It's really, really nice to go and check that out. Also, let me encourage you to become a partaker. A partaker is someone that stands with us on a normal monthly basis, kind of month in, month out. You can always stop it when you want. You can't sign up for that on the website. You have to call 785-266-1112. Just give them a credit card. Tell them what amount and what day you'd like it to, to be taken out each month. We need people to stand with us on an ongoing basis rather than when we're in an emergency and I say, hey, we're in an emergency. We need your help. And by the way, thank you for all of those donations that do come in like that. And the reason I bring this up is, Yes, it's dry season again. We need ongoing people that will stand with us. So please consider calling 785-266-1112 and say, I'd like to become a partaker. Your choice, how much you'd like to give, what day of the month you'd like to give, 785-266-1112. Be really important for us. And of course, it'll show the Lord that you're really standing with Prophecy Club Rather than a gift here or there, you're saying, no, I am with this ministry. So if you're with Prophecy Club, consider becoming a partaker, 785-266-1112. We're probably coming to the end of me playing all of this occult stuff because we have to move on to other things. So I want to encourage you, if you want to understand Bible prophecy, you have to understand the occult. So this is an excellent, excellent gift offer to get. It's six discs, five titles, valued at $170 for a gift of just $40. Fantastic deal. I'm not going to tell all about each one of them. Just the list is What's Wrong with Halloween by Dr. Jack Clooney, America's Occult Holidays by Doc Marquis, Occult in Your Living Room by Stephen Dollins, Vampires, Werewolves, Real or Fake by Bill Sneblin, and then today we're going to listen to Occult Holidays Revealed by Stephen Dollins. In 1970, after my father was taken from me by a hit-and-run driver, uh, I lived a life for seven and a half years as a satanic high priest uh, associated with the Church of Satan, Anton Zandor LaVey's Church of Satan in San Francisco, California. My grotto, and that's what they called in Satanism, in, in which Wicca or witchcraft, it's called a coven, but my grotto was in Oklahoma, and for seven and a half years, that's what I did, was lead a life of Satanism and, and also as a satanic high priest. And in 1978, I came out, gave my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord told me at that time, he said, the path is clear for you. He said, what I want you to do is I want you to go out and tell the people what you know and what you've seen and what you've heard, what you've experienced. And, you know, I hate arguing with God because, number one, you never win. You know, he's all, and the, the, the thing is, you got to realize he's always right, you know, but we argue with him anyway, right? And, and I argued with him and I said, well, Lord, I said, if anybody knows anything about Satan and his devices, it's the church. Uh-uh, no. And he said, if you will go, he said, I'll show you. And, you know, I mean, it, it, it got to the point where uh, uh, we went to a, a place called uh, uh, one of the churches in Soldier, Kansas, small town in, in Kansas here. And. In Soldier, we gave a, I gave a talk on the occult and I gave my testimony. 
And a lady came up and just afterwards and she said, oh, I'm so glad you came and you talked to us tonight. She said, because, you know, Halloween is, is approaching. It was around October. And she said, Halloween is, is rapidly approaching and we were going to have an alternative Halloween party for the kids downstairs. And I said, really? And I said, well, what were you going to do? And she looked at me and she said, well, we had talked about hiring a soothsayer or a psychic to come in and they would run a table downstairs and tell everybody their fortunes uh, reading tarot cards or we might even have a crystal ball and she would give everybody their fortune. And I, I looked at her and I said, are you crazy? Because, I mean, but this is the mentality that the church has gotten under. Brothers and sisters, the church is in serious trouble. It is because we've adopted practices that were never meant for God's people to adopt. Never. Uh, in, in 1 Kings, God told Solomon, good old Saul, that he said, Don't go into them, nor let them come in unto you, for if you do, surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. And what did old Saul do? Well, Saul had many strange wives. I'm sure some of us have had strange wives before. But this, when they say strange in the Bible, what it means is that they were of a different faith. They were of a different belief. And all these different women that came into old Saul's life were worshiping all these different gods. Well, what they did, the Bible says he had several thousand of these. Okay, So what he did was he let his wives talk him into building a temple so that they could go and worship their gods in their own way. And so to appease all his many wives and keep peace in the house, Saul built a temple unto his wives. Now, this is not the temple that it says that Solomon built unto the Lord. This is the temple that he built unto his wives. And in those temples, he put not only images or visions or or, uh, statues of their gods, but he also put their symbols in that temple. I want you to keep that in mind. That he also put the symbols in in that temple. And from that temple, the day that that temple was built and implemented for worship, then we begin to see those, those symbols begin to filter down into Judaism. And it was adopted, and it was taken of, oh, that must be uh, a glorification of the Lord. No, it is not. Those symbols don't stand for anything having to do with the Almighty Heavenly Father. They have to do with the worship of Baal, or Baal, the, the ancient God. And you'll see some of those things tonight. But what I told you is that the church is in serious trouble because we, we do things without questioning. We've been conditioned and we've been desensitized by the world that if it's good and it looks good and it tastes good, we'll eat it. And it's, if it's, it's delicious, we'll eat even more of it. And isn't that how the enemy works? See, Satan puts just a little, that little sugar cube out there. And then you take a little bit of it, and it doesn't taste too bad, and it doesn't look too bad, so therefore it must not be bad. And this is how they get things like Harry Potter into the school systems, the the Teletubbies into the TV, uh, those sort of things. And we have to start looking at these things and start to analyze them, not take them for what we see them as, but for what's underneath it. And when we talk about the occult holidays revealed, in order, for, in order for something to be revealed, something has to be concealed. And so what we want to do is we want to unconceal and reveal tonight these holidays and why they are not Christian and why God is calling the people of today to come out from among them, as he says, and be separate. 
So what are we talking about when we're talking about occult holidays? Well, we're clearly talking about satanic holiday celebrations. Because, see, if something is meant to be satanic and something is formed to be worship of the enemy, I don't want to be celebrating it in my Christian church. Amen? So we talk about satanic holiday celebrations. These are holiday celebrations that are basically formed for worship of something else other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though there are a lot of pagan holidays, and you'll see some of these tonight, even though there are a lot of pagan holidays that are celebrated throughout the world, there's three major holidays that we want to concentrate on tonight. There's three major holidays that are celebrated not only in America, but worldwide. And we want to look at those things, and we want to ask about the origins of these things. Now, let's all agree on something. If we can say that these holidays are designed to glorify Jesus Christ, then we can say they're okay to celebrate. Amen? If we can say that these holidays actually have Jesus in them, then it's okay for us to celebrate them in the church. Amen? And we can also say that if there's nothing concealed behind it, in other words, nothing hidden behind these holidays, that they must be not quite so bad. Amen? So let's look at some of them. We're going to concentrate on the three major ones, and that's Christmas, Easter, and Halloween. And you look at Halloween, you say, well, Halloween being a holiday? Absolutely. It's one of the children's most celebrated holiday. Children look forward to it all year long because it allows them to be able to dress up and, and, you know, be their favorite superhero or be, you know, a ghost or a goblin and go from door to door trick or treating. And brothers and sisters, after you learn tonight what you're actually celebrating when you let your child do that, you will not want to let your child go out celebrating Halloween again. We're going to look at Witch's Sabbath. We're going to look at what's called the Winter Solstice. We're going to look at Groundhog Day. We're going to look at a celebration of the Spring Goddess, Gathering of Sacrifices, Summer Solstice, a great Sabbath festival, and fertility rites and sacrifice. And remember that almost every pagan holiday has fertility rites and human sacrifice in them. Let's look at the first one we call Yule. Now we say Christmas, but it's actually Yule in pagan and witchcraft. And it's also celebrated uh, and called Yule in the Celtic language. And it's referred to as the winter solstice. It has to do with the rising of the sun and how the sun positions itself in the sky. And that's from December 21st through the 23rd. The witch's Sabbath, called Samhain, is October 31st. That's what we're rapidly approaching now is, is October 31st, the witch's Sabbath. And Samhain is a celebration of death because Samhain in the Celtic religion was the Lord of the Dead. And it was a celebrated time when they believed that the dead actually came back to life and walked the face of the earth. The gathering of sacrifices is called Mabon. And it's from September 20th through the 23rd. And when I'm talking about gathering of sacrifices, brothers and sisters, something like that should make your, your blood cringe. Because, and I'm going to tell you something. People that know me know that I don't sugarcoat anything. I'm not going to sensationalize anything, but I'm going to tell you what it is. I'm going to tell you what it isn't. I owe it to you to do that. You don't, you don't deserve to be told, uh, you know, that something is this or that and sensationalize it when it's not really what it is. So 
but I will tell you that the gathering of sacrifices is the time when you see the most child abductions in America. And some of these children that appear like on the, the milk cartons and appear on uh, post boards where they, they have, you know, a child uh, disappeared, some of these are gathering of sacrifices. And what they do is they gather them for sacrifices from that time so that they can sacrifice them on the, the night of Samhain. Ingusbad, Lugusbad is August 1st, and it's called the Great Sabbath Festival. It's a witchcraft festival. Groundhog Day, or Imbolic, is February 1st. Now, you say Groundhog Day, Groundhog Day, when the, the groundhog comes out and looks at his shadow, and if he sees his shadow, there are so many more days of winter, okay? So, this all has to do with a Celtic uh, belief in the spring goddess, and she comes out of her cave, and if she sees her shadow, then it's going to be a good harvest. And if she doesn't see her shadow and goes back in, then, then the people knew that it was not time to harvest the earth. And that's where the, the Groundhog Day came in. They took the spring goddess and decided to make it a little bit more cuter, and so they added the groundhog. And Ostera is March 20th through the 23rd. It's also a spring goddess. Beltane is May 1st. We call it May Day. And isn't it strange that May 1st was the day that the Illuminati, formed by Adam Weishet, was formed, implemented on May 1st. And it's also the day that communist countries celebrate their birthday. Summer solstice, going from the winter solstice to the summer solstice, is called Litha. And it's June 20th through the 23rd. So these are some of the festivals and some of the Sabbaths and some of the the lesser, what we call the lesser celebrations, uh, holidays that are celebrated in paganism witchcraft. God tells us throughout the Bible, old and new, to remove ourselves from anything having to do with pagan or occult practices. Look here in 2 Corinthians six fourteen seventeen. 17. God says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what hath fellowship hath with righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Wherefore, look at that, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. That's the key word. Be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now, if this is a a promise of a blessing, that if we do these things and God will receive us, what do you suppose God will not do if we don't do these things? He won't receive. Okay, so there's a, there's a consequence for not following what the word of God says. We know that. One of the, the, the basic concepts that we're told now is that all gods are one God. Now, think back to 9-11 after the attack on the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. And good old President George got up and he said at, at a congressional meeting, he said, to, to, to appease all the people because they were afraid now that people were going to go around and start bombing mosques and, and uh, you know, shooting Arabs. You know, uh, Habib down the street might have a, a Conoco down there and they might want to go down and blow that up, you know, because people were mad, angry over what happened. And we were told by good old George W. that we now must embrace all religions. Everybody remember that? We have to embrace all religions. And the problem with embracing all religions is you're embracing all different gods. So if we allow those things, remember good old, good old Saul, God told them, 
do not go into unto them, nor let them come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart. And the Bible says that good old Saul never repented. After, after he built that temple and after he gave in to all these different gods, Solomon did not repent, as did David his father. But there's a problem that we have with this one God or all gods, you know, all gods are one God aspect. Let's look at some of those. Well, first of all, in order for you to get a belief system into the spirit of a person, you have to make it glorify another God. Because if you're looking at all gods being one God, that means that Allah, Buddha, Confucius, all those people are Jesus. And we know that that's not what Scripture tells us. So if it glorifies another God, then it's also glorifying this belief. The second thing that it has to do is it has to take your eyes off of Jesus. Because, see, you have to get Jesus out of the way in order to bring in a different belief system. We talked about from the beginning that when you grow up, you have a belief system, and that's the belief system that you are raised with. And by the time you reach adulthood, there's not much that's going to change your mind on that belief system because it's now instilled in your spirit, in your heart, and in your soul. So they have to take your eyes off of Jesus. Another thing that this, this belief of uh, all gods are one God does is it impersonates God. In order for you to get a belief system that Jesus is the Messiah and that God is the almighty one living God in three persons, you have to impersonate that God. So you have to replace him with something else. And you'll see in some of these celebrations that they have found a way to do that. The other thing that it has to do is it has to challenge your personal belief system. In other words, things that you have believed from childhood to adulthood, now you are told something totally different, and so now that challenges your personal belief system. And if you are gullible enough to where you'll eat it, and it tastes good, and you swallow it, now it becomes a part of you. And the last thing it has to do is it has to challenge the very word of God itself. In other words, something that totally erases what Scripture says, replaces it with something else. So in order for a new belief system to come in, they have to have all these things in there in order to change it. So let's look at the first celebration. We want to look a little in depth tonight on Christmas. Now, Christmas is a time, everybody, everybody do their jingle bells and, you know, there you go. And we'll sing hymns and that sort of thing, you know, Christmas carols by the fire, chestnuts roasting, you know. But Christmas is a time where children look forward to the birth of Jesus. No, they look forward to presents. They look forward to a visit from a a personage called Santa Claus, okay? Remember that we said from the very beginning, in order to get a new belief system in, you have to give something that impersonates God and something that challenges your belief system. Well, Christmas does that. Because, see, so many times we're told and we, we, we learn in church that Christmas is a celebration of the birth of the, the baby Messiah, Jesus. And nothing could be further from the truth. And we'll, we'll examine that tonight and you'll see that that's, that's a lie, that that's been in, infiltrated into the church. It has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. In fact, it has everything to do with Santa, reindeer, and presents and, you know, these things. It has a lot to do with merchandising and making big bucks money. Christianity was corrupted by pagan rituals and practices during the reign of Constantine. Now, the Roman emperor Constantine 
was a wise man. He knew how to rule the people. And what he did was he combined Christian doctrine at that time with that of paganism. And that's exactly what the the devil does. That's exactly what Satan's strategy is. He takes a little bit of a lie and mixes a little bit of that with the truth to the point to where it's so concealed and so hidden that unless you're really looking for it, you'd miss it. And that's what he did. He combined pagan doctrine with Christian doctrine. And the Roman Catholic Church actually believed that they could pray over and anoint satanic symbols and objects and that would make them okay to use in worship services. They still do this. December 21st through the 22nd, we said, was called Yule. And pagans celebrated what they called the winter solstice. Now, the winter solstice, they would celebrate that by burning what was called the Yule log. And you still see these Yule logs in stores. Many of them are about, oh, about that long, maybe you know, that wide, and they're, they're decorated with uh, uh, holly and evergreen, and some of them even have pine cones on them and mistletoe. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to celebrate that this is a time when the sun was reversed and was now rising in the sky, and they believed that this was a sign that all the sacrifices, all the human sacrifices that the Celtic people had given on Samhain, or what we call Halloween, had been accepted by the gods. And so in order to celebrate that, in order to commemorate the the sacrifices given, what they would do would be to burn this log. And what this is, is it's a representation of the Druid priests at that time burning human sacrifices. And these logs would burn, and you still, like I say, you still see these logs, and you can go and buy them, and and you bring them home, and we put them in our homes because they're, they're nice decorations. But they have nothing to do with Christianity. Today, we celebrate these practices in songs. Think about some of the songs that have those, talking about the Yuletide. And by the way, Yuletide is when the uh, waves would roll up onto the shore and being affected by the moon during this time. And as the waves got wider on the shore, what they would do would be to put sticks uh, along the shore or posts. And then however uh, far up the tide came, and covered up that particular post or stick, what that meant was what kind of a year you were going to have. So it was a form of divination. And we still sing them in things like Troll the Ancient Yuletide Carol, uh, See the Blazing Yule Before Us, Deck the Halls, you know, Silent Night. And we talk about Yule, and we talk about Yuletide carols. And it, it amazes me that even Christian artists still sing these, these Christian carols, and they put them on their, their Christmas CDs. And, and really singing about them. And what they're doing is they're glorifying this time of divination. And in the Celtic tradition, the Yule log was decorated with holly and evergreen strands, and then it was set ablaze at sunset. So what you would do would be to take this Yule log, and you would set it on fire, and it would burn all night until sunrise the following morning. And that, again, was to commemorate whether or not you were going to have a good year or not, the way that the Yule log burned. And it was also in commemoration of human sacrifices that were done on Samhain. Now, the Roman Catholic Church believed that it had the authority to change dates and times. And what they did was they changed the celebration of the winter solstice to December 25th and renamed it Christ Mass or Christmas. And in the school system today, it's amazing that in order to be politically correct, 
you can't mention the name Christ. In fact, you can't even go into a store, supposedly anymore, and even wish somebody a Merry Christmas because you are, have the name Christ in that particular phrase. So you have to be politically correct, and so uh, now schools have dances, instead of being a Christmas dance, it's called a solstice dance, or it's referred to as an equinox, winter equinox. So they may have a winter equinox prom, okay? Not a Christmas prom, but a winter equinox prom. And again, it's all going back to the guise of witchcraft, paganism. In Latin, and I thought this was really interesting, so I looked it up, and in Latin, Christi means Christ, while mas, M-A-S, means mass. And in Catholicism, during a mass, what they do, our prayers are spoken, they go out uh, to the dead saints of the church, and in this way, pagan masses do the same thing. And so a mass commemorates death or passing on. Therefore, if we say Christmas, what it literally means is death of Christ. So when we say Merry Christmas, what you're actually saying is Merry Death of Christ. December 25th is also a, a celebration in Roman, Catholic, in, in Roman uh, uh, history called Saturnalia. And Saturnalia, as it was called by the Romans at the time, was excessive drinking and they had all-out orgies. It was a time of revelry. It was a time just to let your, your guard down, so to speak. Undo your tie, loosen up, and whatever inhibitions you had, you just basically let them go. It was also known in Babylon as the birthday of Tammuz, who was declared to be Nimrod, and that was the evil ruler of the, the city called Babylon. And it was said that he was reincarnated as a child and born of a virgin birth. And through his mother and his wife, he, he married his mother and took her as his wife, and that was Semiramis. And so Saturnalia was also a practice of celebrating the birthday of Tammuz, who was Nimrod. Now, the exact day of the birth of Jesus cannot be verified. So we have to ask ourselves, why is this date designated as that day? Even scholars and historians cannot agree on a particular day that Jesus was born. I'm going to interrupt the broadcast right there. We put together six DVDs, five titles, valued at $160, all for a gift of just $40. That's less than $10 a DVD. First one, what's wrong with Halloween? Dr. Jack Clooney is a ranking authority on Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of occult and occult activity. He helped investigators from the FBI, CIA, OSI, Border Patrol, and dozens of police and sheriff organizations across America in occult-related crimes. The average Christian has no idea of the influence of the occult in crimes. America's Occult Holidays by Doc Marquis. Doc was raised in an Illuminati family, trained as an Illuminist, and attained the rank of Master Witch, third degree. He has been a Christian since 1979 and appeared on and consulted for The Oprah Winfrey Show, The Geraldo Vera Show, Hard Copy, Inside Edition, Unsolved Mysteries. He reveals how all American holidays are designed to be used as an occult numerical pattern originating from the Illuminati. Discover the real truth behind the popular holidays like Christmas, Easter, Halloween, Valentine's Day, May Day, and other traditions of men, and learn the truth behind occult practices like trick-or-treat and May Day. 
Occult Holidays Revealed by Stephen Dollins. Stephen is an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He reveals the truth and the true origins behind Christmas, Easter, Halloween, and the world's most celebrated holidays, including Is Christmas the Real Birth of Jesus? Is Easter Celebrating the Resurrection of Christ? And What is the Hidden Agenda Behind Halloween? The Occult in Your Living Room, also by Stephen Dollins. Stephen exposes the subtle devices used to infiltrate the homes of Christians and non-Christians alike to lure the young and the old into the practice of witchcraft and Satanism. Discover the evil truth behind today's crazes like movies, video games, and role-playing fantasy games. These devices initiate our children into the world of the occult by making evil appear to be cute, such as Teletubbies, Pokemon, and others. Vampires and werewolves, real or fake? Bill Snevelin was a voodoo priest, Wiccan high priest, second-degree member of the Church of Satan, a New Age guru, occultist, channeler, 90th-degree mason, and a Knight Templar vampire initiate and member of the Illuminati. Due to the increased media exposure, vampires and werewolves made to appear seductive. Many people are becoming intrigued with evil. All six DVDs, five titles, $160 value, all for a gift of just $40 at prophecyclub.com. It's called the Occult Holidays Gift Offer, and if you order by October 25th, you'll get it in the lower 48 states by Halloween. That's the Occult Holidays Gift Offer. Six DVDs, five titles, gift of $40 at prophecyclub.com.